0: Right, that's fine, but uh, uh, I'm right. I win. Let's move <laughs> on.
1: <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Zach, and you have just stepped into the dark blue. Today, I'm here again with Leth Suriel. Uh, he had such a good time on the last episode that he wanted to do another one with me. So here we are today, completely different topic for you. Um, figured it was probably a good time of year to talk a bit about relationships. So today we're going to talk about fault lines. We're going to talk about, you know, who's at fault, when they're at fault, and uh, how to recognize when it's you and how to change it. So... Um, how do you feel today, Laith?
0: I'm back with a vengeance and a hangover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, indeed. We are having a, a coffee talk this morning because last night uh, we went out with some coworkers and uh, we had some, well, I had a, what did I have? I had a cranberry cider <laughs> cranberry and- Cranberry cider. Uh, oh, the, the uh, lesion bifrost, yep. uh, which is good. And then some very watered down Guinness.
0: Yeah, um, and then- uh, I partook in a uh, good old Montucky cold snack. Um, it's purely aesthetic based. The horse with the rainbow uh, in the background is, is just uh, <laughs> right up my alley, <clears throat> followed by um, Bitburger uh, and the Liederstein. Uh, that kind of took me down uh, and I, I don't remember getting home actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not
1: good. Yeah. That's, that's uh, not a good thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so there's this place, uh, you guys here in Seattle, there's a place in West Seattle called Prost. If you haven't been to Prost, you should check it out. If you want a nice leader-sized Stein and you don't want to have to deal with the crowd over in Capitol Hill at Rhinehouse, Rinehouse is also an amazing place, uh, but it is a bit more social than Prost. Um, so if you want something a little bit more quiet, go check this place out. Pretty solid. All right. So just want to remind you guys real quick about our Real Guys Real Talk blog that we've got going. Uh, this blog is for you guys. So just remember to send me your stories via email or Instagram DM, or you can message it to me on the website. Um, I can take audio, video, or text versions of your story. Um, tell us who you are and where you come from. Tell us what made you the man that you are today, uh, the negative and positive influences that got you to this point in your life and where you're going. Um, the whole idea here is to build community and to help each other recognize and understand that we're not alone in this thing we call life. Um, we have we all have our struggles and our difficulties and our successes and um, our things that we celebrate. And so let's share those with each other. And, um, you know, just start those conversations, guys. It's important. And on that note, as a part of my story, um, I have recently gone through a breakup. And, um, you know, she and I love each other very much. Um, we're very good friends, uh, still, um, but there are just certain things, certain aspects that we recognize, uh, would not be good for a long-term relationship. And, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to recognize those things. It takes a lot of work to learn, you know, what habits we have that cause the kind of, uh, disconnect uh, that we can have in a relationship that causes a, a, a breakup or, you know, a rift or whatever. So that's what Lathan are going to talk a little bit about today.
0: Yeah. It's important to, to, uh, to recognize when you've been a shitty partner um, uh, and just kind of catalog negative behaviors that um, you're not necessarily uh, pervy to in the moment. I think it's really easy to get lost up uh, uh, when you're in a in a bad place in a relationship. It's really easy to get wrapped up in um, uh, just your own personal inner feelings and and just trying to champion what you're dealing with, but not necessarily compromising and affording your your partner the opportunity to um, be involved uh, on a more inti- intimate level, on a more psychological level. Um, and then uh, you know, in in that, you start to distance um, yourself from that person. Um,
1: yeah, it's like the, this issues that we have with that person. mm -hmm. We, we take it personally and we feel hurt and we feel like they're doing this, they're doing that, you know, and we forget to focus on what we're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. a
0: lot of those negative behaviors then become internalized. Um, and then, uh, you know, back to the whole thing about just being completely transparent. Um, it's, it's, uh, Uh, it's so important to acknowledge the thing that is, um, affecting your life negatively, address it, work through it. And then, um, more often than not, uh, it, it becomes an either you've, you've championed it and, and you, you learn and you grow from that, um, and you continue with your partnership, uh, and, and it develops into something stronger or, um, you define your wall, uh, uh, and then decide your amicably. Heart,
1: your hard <laughs> yeah, like your hard your, limits your threshold <laughs>
0: yeah um and then decide uh, much like your situation you've 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 had that conversation, you had that that level of transparency and then you decided yeah. to amicably split because um, in the long term your goals are not similar and that's probably the most important
1: yeah yep. and and that's you know that's, it, again, either direction you go, it takes uh, a lot of growth and a lot of Willingness to learn about yourself um, You know, I'm still learning I'm still practicing I'm still trying to figure out What the fuck I do wrong <laughs> In a relationship that, you know That causes, causes some of the issues You know, um, trying to learn Not to focus on what she did What she's doing um, And figure out like How can I respond differently How can I be different um, To lessen the the difficulty. Yeah. You know,
0: and I've been a, I've been a bad, bad man. <laughs> I think <laughs> at one point or another, we all have, um, I mean, you know, uh, relationships are only successful through trial and error. Um, there's very few relationships at least that I've encountered, um, where it's been kind of your we grew up together. Everything's perfect and lovey-dovey or like I got with my high school sweetheart. This is the person I'm going to end up with forever. Right. Um, those, those stories are far and few in between now more than ever with, you know, uh, things like Tinder.
1: Um, <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's a completely different, completely different world out there getting to know people. And, yeah. um, so, I mean, with that, it's like, you got to be kind of aware of yourself. Mm-hmm. If, if you're really looking for an actual relationship in these, in these realms, sure. You know, um, you're looking for durability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to, you have to have some awareness of yourself and, yeah. um, what you bring to a relationship, what you don't bring to a relationship. Um, so what are some of the common things that you think, uh, that we do, that guys do, um, that can put a rift.
0: In um, a relationship? I think, uh, so for me personally, I've, I've dealt with, um, a very from, from an adolescent, uh, uh, dealt with very deep depression, um, solitude, uh, earlier on, uh, uh, in the adolescence of my adulthood. Um, I was very much so recluse, uh, really hard to, to kind of penetrate, um, just, me vocalizing my thoughts, me being in a social setting and stuff like that. And I think that put a lot of uh, weight on some of my initial relationships and I've had quite a few. Um, and, uh, so for example, um, right in my, in, in my early twenties, uh, as my friends were kind of uh, freshman sophomore, uh, year of college, um, I was uh, I was kind of the black sheep of of the group. Everyone was in school. I was actually uh, starting starting out my career. I got some pretty yeah, right. pretty wild opportunities earlier on. Um, that's a, a story story left for a, for a, a different day. But um, at this particular time in my life, I was managing a like a high end uh, clothing store in in the meatpacking district in New York City, and uh, and all my friends were in like music theory and. And theater at NYU and stuff like that. And uh, I was introduced, obviously my, my only social kind of setting was the college parties that they would throw because otherwise I was managing a small business. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, And living a very, very um, adult life uh, when I should have just been kind of taking it easy. Right. Um, You know,
1: funny thing is it's a little similar for me. Uh, And that I was, I started my career at about age 20, 21 Mm -hmm. in a very different capacity, working with teenagers. And so I took on some pretty big responsibilities working for teenagers, working with teenagers um, very early on. Yeah. So instead of living my twenties, you know, and instead of like doing the things that you should do in your twenties to get it out of your system or whatever uh, to learn, um, I was an adult. Yeah, you know, taking care of kids, right? You know, 10, 10 to thirty sure. something kids at a time. Yeah, Essentu- um,
0: essentially, perpetuating the the feeling um, and the struggles that you have had had, uh, and that continuing into the the times where we're supposed to be the most flexible, right? Uh, socially, right. yeah. Um, I, I think towards the beginning uh, uh, of it's so um, just to give you some perspective as to my childhood, it was very, very much so empty. I was mm-hmm. bored. Um, I think up until the age of about 11 or 12, I was sitting in a room uh, by myself most days in my discretionary time. Uh, I would go to school. I would walk uh, walk to school. I would. I had zero friends. I didn't have any, um, uh, any will to uh, be social with anyone. Uh, any type of group projects kind of fell through the cracks. And mm-hmm. um, I just like, I didn't have it in me. It, there was a nervousness there. There was a darkness there. There was a lot of... Um, just silence in my life earlier on. My mm. Parents were super busy with work; they were on OT. Um, my stepdad worked the third shift, and my parents had an unhealthy relationship, and so they were just exhausted. OT is overtime for you, uh, <laughs> white collar guys out there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was it was very much so. Uh, The the cultivation of of my person permeated in my relationships going into my 20s. The
1: socialization of lathe was minimal. uh, Yeah, it it was. Yeah,
0: it was. (laughs) I I felt like I was in prison from the age of uh, five onward, essentially.
1: Well, you know, and I think that's one of the things that causes like, uh, you know, talking about some of the mistakes that we make in our relationships. Um, I, I think that's one of the big ones is that we sometimes or we tend to crave a solid relationship so much yeah that we try to push a relationship to be something more than it is maybe a little earlier on um, sure. and we can convince ourselves that it's right because we just like the uh, the attention we like the company whatever it is you know that kind of uh, consistency or uh, just just solid foundation of some sort, Mm -hmm. you know, when we grow up without a solid foundation, we grow up without the consistency of having somebody who's very loving and close to us.
0: Yeah. Um, at the, at right around the time I was kind of, um, you know, starting my, my journey outside of home and outside of my petty relationships, you know, through high school and stuff like that. Those, those non-important, uh, kind of, uh, 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 things that we go through. Um, I was in a, I was in a place where my, what I craved was attention, but not, uh, in the immediate form. I didn't want people around me. I just wasn't used to that. It made me very uneasy. Um, and so social media was the the quickest deterrent, right? And, um, right around 2008, 2009 is when Twitter popped on the scene. And I was, uh, this is not, this is a, not a brag, uh, but I was just Big on the internet, like for for a couple of years. Um I it just the the platform gave me the distance that I needed um to test the water socially as to what I can and cannot say because right. I wasn't conditioned um in similar straits to 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 most folks. Right it was to just, have a filter,
1: a social filter right. with and, yeah.
0: and that's what okay. that that platform gave me the baseline for how I could be with a lot of people and um, that relationship uh, that I had with uh, specifically uh, in weird Twitter. <laughs> so weird Twitter led me to uh, creating this, this, uh, this anti-sociability um, in large groups. And then when it was just me and my partner, um, it was just much easier for me to breathe. Uh, but my likes and interests were way different uh, than um, uh, my first girlfriend Uh, out of high school. And so, um, what started to happen was, uh, I just, because I crave so much attention, uh, the first person I saw, and, and this kind of, this is the tendency for me is just the first person I connect with, um, is the person that I tend to, uh, maybe pursue. Mm, Um, Yeah. 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 Kind of like
1: put the blinders on because this person, has, you have certain feelings towards this person, right. so
0: and it's it, at the time it always seems like well you want to seem sweet and uh, impressionable and and uh, and a lot of times you you know if you have any sense of yourself um, or from in my in in my regard um, I just I wanted to appear to be everything that you needed. Uh, right, and so you wouldn't have to look any further, you know, um, <laughs> right. and I was just competitive in that way. And Almost wearing a mask and yeah. not
1: being your true self.
0: Yeah. And, and I and, think
1: that's one of the big mistakes too, that we make is, is honesty. That's mm-hmm. one of the, the big ones, like even going into it, just like sure. you're saying, you know, yeah. and it's like building that foundation of honesty, yep. um, because you want to be that example of the best partner, you know, sure. you want to be yeah. everything they need, like yeah. you said. And so we kind of get lost in that. And it creates a really difficult foundation for a mm-hmm. relationship when your true personality aspects yeah. start coming out. <laughs>
0: yeah. You got to learn how to draw it out. You got to, you got to learn, uh, but again, you, you, really got to learn what makes sense and what you can and can't do. Um, and that takes some tenure, obviously some experience, uh, through your relationships. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the first big, um, uh, fuck up um, uh, what led to the downfall of, of a very important relationship, uh, relationship to me earlier on was, um, I was antisocial. Uh, the girl that I was with was kind of like the center of attention at every party, small, cute, loud, um, you know, fashionable, uh, funny, well-liked amongst everyone. And I was just kind of in the background. And, um, and so in a lot uh, in 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 a greater sense, where our focus was be as social as possible, um, uh, I would just sit and just be on my phone on Twitter through most of our <laughs> my relationship, and then <laughs> kind um, of
1: disconnected from the actual relationship.
0: Com- yeah, completely. And for me, it was just like if I if I don't bother anyone doing this, then it's it doesn't impact anyone else negatively. This is just. But yeah. then it was a vicious cycle of me distancing myself physically from the people that were around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being in my head about how uncomfortable I was about the situation, not being well integrated into a social setting like that. Yeah. Um, which then kind of dwelled on my relationship as a whole, because here I am with this person who has the complete opposite interests and, and, um, way of being, um, with her friend friend and family group. And all I wanted was, uh, uh, aloneness and, and time to ourselves.
1: All right. So we touched on a few common mistakes that people make in relationships. Um, and so we talk about honesty, right? Um, just making sure that we're, we start out with, uh, honest foundation. Uh, we talked about jumping into something too fast, uh, just because we crave the, uh, the companionship or the attention, whatever it is. Um, and just just kind of going for the first thing that comes along, (laughs) um, which is not good for anybody. And then, uh, there's also just, and we didn't necessarily say this, but we're talking about knowing yourself. You know, I I think a lot of times we get into a relationship and we don't know ourselves well enough to really be functional in a relationship. So I think that was something for me personally that I did. Um, And and, I mean, in my early 20s, I got with my ex-wife and she and I, we dated for six years before we got married. Um, And I made the mistake of not knowing myself well enough, not knowing who I was truly, And what I wanted in my life, I mean, I was young, I was 20, you know, um, and I fell in love and I had the feelings, right. But I let those feelings guide the relationship instead of the logic and the understanding of who she and I actually were. Um, I think that was probably the biggest mistake I made in that relationship was starting it off that way, starting it off based on love, the feelings, um, and only focusing on that. Because I was this idealistic 20-year-old, you know, and I was just like, oh, well, even in difficult times, she's still this person that I'm yeah. in love with.
0: You'll brave the storm just because it's a good fit for you uh, at the time and you have this ideal of the relationship, not realizing that it takes so much more than just um, just, just willing to believe that this is going to be uh, uh, sustainable for you. Um, so, uh, a couple things that kind of led to, uh, just s- things that I've acknowledged, um, now, uh, more so than in the moment, um, that I think a lot of people, uh, kind of go through or, uh, are, uh, feelings of selfishness, you know, wanting to, um, you want this person so bad that you're, you're willing to do X, Y, Z. Um, and that might lead to things like, uh, neurosis and, and people being really standoffish and not necessarily wanting you around because you're so much, um, right. And, uh, um, allowing depression to dictate your behavior, um, instead of vocalizing, um, what you're going through and, and really, uh, pull back the curtains on what it means to be in a partnership. Um, the person that you're with needs to, uh, n- know, um, some level of what you're, you're, uh, enduring, So that they can either help you or understand what your needs are going to be in the short term to get you healthy. Like Um, if we try to
1: handle it on our own without saying anything, then it just builds up this uh, just builds up a wall essentially between the two of you because there's clearly something going on, and it is Uh,
0: very apparent. Like these are things that off the bat, people. I mean, when your partner comes up to you and says, "Um, "Are you okay?" Uh, There's a very specific reason why they're asking that. Your body language is telling. Um, your your you know, everything about the way that you're interacting, your tone, yeah, your <laughs> everything. Um, so it's not necessarily something that you can hide, especially when you're living with someone or when you're spending an exorbitant amount of time, uh, with that person. Um, and then some other things like, uh, you know, feeling the need to get even is something that is just so toxic. And in the beginning, um, when you, when, when you're kind of experimenting with boundaries and thresholds as to what the other person's going to put up with um, when someone, uh, uh, or when your partner does something or says something to you that is hurtful, um, instead of uh, addressing it that way, um, and trying to work it out, getting even is probably one of the worst things that you, you can do. Um, it'll lead to just continual toxic behavior and it doesn't get better. Right. Um, it's
1: a downward spiral, you know, and that's, that's definitely something that happened with my ex-wife is that like, you know, she would leave dishes in the sink, so I would leave clothes on the floor, you know, <laughs> yeah. and like it's little things, yeah. right? But you're like you're pissed at each other to sure. a level where you just like don't care anymore. Yeah. And so all of the things that get on their nerves, the little yep. things that get on their nerves, you just allow them to happen. Yeah. And you start intentionally doing them just sure. to, you know, because it's the only way you can retaliate. You know? yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's you're... very passive aggressive, obviously. Yeah, for sure. But, but um, we do it.
0: Yeah. And then, um, lastly, I think, uh, um, in, in the way of, uh, pushing boundaries, I think a lot of folks, and especially in this country where, um, like economically, financially, everyone's all over the place. There's, there's hardly any stability here. Um, and there's a lot of discourse and discomfort in the way that, uh, you know, we, we operate. Um, and I think on, from the finance perspective, I think that's something that a lot of folks are uh, embarrassed to address. Um, sometimes you fall into, uh, you have debt or you fall into some kind of rut, something happens, you have an accident um, and you are biding your time and hoping that the other person is going to work with you uh, from yeah. a financial perspective so that um, eventually you'll be able to kind of pay back or, yeah. or something like that. And,
1: and meanwhile, trying to go on dates, you know, trying to take them on dates that are yep. memorable, um, you know, we don't, we're not really taught how to have fun without money, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. And so that's, I think, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to build the relationship and take the person on, on dates and, uh, do things with them that are memorable. Sure. When you don't have a lot of money, you know, like don't put yourself in debt guys for a relationship, for the yeah. beginning of a relationship, uh, something new, something fresh. Sure. It's not, it's not healthy for anybody to end up to do that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just some of uh, the kind of the common um, cadences that I've had in my failed relationships, specifically in, in um, instances where I've been at fault uh, for uh, you know the decline of my, my overall my my long lasting friendship with these people. I've I've been in uh, quite a few long term relationships, and um, this has been the cadence is, is just uh, not not being self aware of all your negative behaviors. Um, or right. any of yeah, <laughs> you know, right. even
1: even if it's just some of them, like <laughs> yeah. be aware of the things that yeah that you do that cause that cause issues, you know. Um, and that's you know with this my most recent relationship, that's one of the things that you know she and I talk about a lot, and we're both learning like the things that we do that create create problems, you know, and we're both learning to recognize those things very actively, you know, Um, and it's not something that we're always good at. You know, we still, like she and I still live together and we still encounter these things sometimes. And the things that we each do to that, that essentially like didn't work between us. Right. And so we encounter these things and, you know, very slowly, but surely we're both kind of getting this like, Oh, that makes sense. I did this and this happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's, it's just like learning to recognize those things before we, before it comes out of our mouth. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, that's something that I'm definitely not good at. Like I, one of the worst things that I brought from my, from my marriage was, um, stonewalling. Mm. I stonewall real bad when I feel attacked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when I don't feel like I have the ability, like, like I'm not being heard. Sure. Um, and when it becomes a battle of name calling or, uh, things like that, I, I retract. Yeah. I, I, I completely just like, yeah, I did. I will stop talking
0: sure. and Walking oh, away is, <laughs> is, is like just you're, you're like laying the embers for something much greater later on because, um, well, yeah, I, I disagree with that because I think walking away is important sometimes, but it's a matter of
1: how you communicate it, you know? And that's one of the things that I've learned in my most recent relationship is that like, sometimes you need to walk away. Sometimes things get heated to a point where, mm-hmm. um, there's nothing better to do than to put some distance between each other yeah. for a few minutes, you know? Yeah. But it's a matter of, do you just literally walk out of the room, yeah. which I do sometimes because I'm so <laughs> pissed that like, I literally can't say, yeah. you know, or I'm, I'm like, Hey, please stop. Please, please don't say anything else. Please sure. just, yeah you know, and then I'll just walk out and it creates more problems. Yeah. But if I say, Hey, I need a few minutes, I'm going to go for a walk. Then there's that clear communication that says, okay, we need to stop sure. for a second. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's understood. It's not like oh, you're it's like it's like being hung up on. Mm. I hate being hung up on. It's, oh, the, oh yeah, it's that's oh, big pet peeve. My right? my nerves, <laughs> dude.
0: My nerves because the second the second that happens to me, I'm I'm calling everything. right until you pick up. I'm sending a million texts <laughs> and it's literally just going to be like a one character every single time. I'm gonna blow your shit up. Right, um, that hurts me to no extent. <laughs> I I I handle things a little bit differently. I I don't so. Um, And that approach, that's, that's fine. Uh, You know, everyone handles, handles stress and, and confrontation differently. I'm very confrontational on the opposite end. And um, in any instant where like an argument ensues out of nowhere, uh, the, the out of nowhere kind of like nagging and stuff like that, for me, it's like, I got to be right. I gotta be right here. How do I make? How do I say the things that are gonna make me right in this instant? Right, which is probably a a and it's it's something that I address I, and I speak about openly, especially when it happens. And I go and I try to make fun of myself when I do it. And I go.
1: All right, so you know the hardest part. Out of all of this, of recognizing the things that we do that cause dissension in a relationship is in turn changing and changing those things, right. So how do we go about changing these behaviors? Uh, you know, once we recognize them and we can kind of step back and see what we do in the relationship that that causes problems? How do we change those things for the future, whether we're still in a relationship or whether we're moving on to a new relationship, how do we recognize those issues and make progress? So obviously one of the things that, you know, I'm a big proponent of is therapy, right? Um, I, you know, it's such a weird stigma that guys shouldn't go to therapy um, or Mm. that it's supposed to be embarrassing to go to therapy or something. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a third party in your life who can look at things objectively and say, you know what, this might be something you want to think about, um, doing this instead of that, you know, um, have you ever recognized that maybe you have a tendency to do this, which causes this, you know, that sort of thing, having somebody look at your life in that perspective yep, that can actually help you grow and change.
0: Sure. I think a lot of people. Uh, I'm, well, so for a very long time, I was on that that side of the uh, of the fence where I was just like, you have to be a complete lunatic to have to sit in front of a, a complete stranger. Um, uh, more often than not, folks that are just out of college uh, <laughs> uh, and and have them document your every. Um, uh, I guess I guess a lot of folks just come into the situation with a lot of negative a lot of baggage, mm-hmm. um, and just unload, um, right and then get diagnosed, uh, uh, from a personality perspective. And then you you sit there for weeks and weeks and weeks, hoping that your, your shit gets better. Right. While um, you're taking
1: pills that really don't help the problem.
0: Right. So that was, that's the, um, that's the, the picture that's painted for a lot of folks. Um, I'm now I've, I've, and I've, uh, in my, in my childhood dealt with, uh, three childhood psychologists. And I was just like, I would literally just sit there and go, this is, we both know this is shit, right? Like this is a joke, <laughs> right? Um, and, uh, and then, you know, coming out of, out of, uh, uh school or, or high school, college, all that stuff, um, sitting in a room with someone and, and still not getting what I needed out of that situation. Um, obviously you got to go for the, to the right people for the right stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, I just, uh, I've had, I personally had always been a proponent of deal with your shit in your head by yourself so that you don't omit this um, kind of this paradigm of like, I'm crazy or something like that. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and, and that's that, exactly that's what, what it was, was is that yeah. like
1: you see a therapist, you must be crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that was the
0: association. Like, you know, yeah. like immediately you,
1: you can't be a normal person who um, does therapy. Yeah. yeah.
0: But now it's like part of the routine. Like you go, what what's it? Or whatever. Friday, um, get out of work early and I go grocery shopping. And do go the therapist. And I go to a the therapist, and you know, touch, touch, text them on Wednesday, and right? Then come in, maybe reschedule, and then come in on the morning, and we have coffee together. And I'm thinking about asking them out for for lunch or something like that, just because <laughs> uh, now, now I have a now I have a buddy, <laughs> uh, now I have a buddy that understands me finally, um, and will not just like tell sh- me, I'm, yeah, yeah, shit well, on me yeah. because I've got I've got issues and stuff, right? Um, but yeah, so <laughs>
1: that's so funny, and and not and you know not all of them right prescriptions and all that sort of yeah. thing. It's like, if I, I prefer to go to a cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapist, mm-hmm. which is literally just conversation about like the things that I do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how I can do them better. Yeah, <laughs> You know, how I can be, how I can just become sure. the best version of myself. Yeah. You know, it doesn't include medicine. It doesn't include diagnosis. Um, you know, I, pretty normal guy. I deal yeah. with some depression. I deal with some ADHD. Sure. Um, but that's pretty much it. Who does, not you know, right. Yeah. How many of us don't. Yeah. Uh, and typically it's probably cause we're all too hopped up on coffee to really yeah. you know, just be able to calm the fuck down. But yeah. like I, these are the things that I deal with. Sure. Um, in terms of like, you know, mental mm-hmm.
0: things. Not a, yeah. Not everyone is a hundred percent. Yeah. Not, not everyone's a hundred percent self-aware and it definitely takes a couple different people's perspective to help you achieve, um, uh, the way that you want to be ultimately. Right. Um, and you're always going to have battles. You're always learning. You're always malleable in your personality. Um, but yeah. So yeah, therapy. Yeah. Good.
1: (laughs) Um, but you know, other ways to change that behavior too. Uh, you know, one thing we're not encouraged to do enough is to get to know ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, in my past relationships, I made the mistake of codependence, right? um, wanting that attention, like we talked about and wanting just to have that stability with somebody who's just there and loves you. Um, and so try to create this life where it's like, we do everything together, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you, I, I've, I've very much lost a sense, any sense of self that I had in those relationships because I tried to build this thing, this sure. partnership that, it's like you forget that the person falls in love with you for you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and you become something completely different in trying to create that bond Sure, sometimes. And yeah. so it to me, it's really important to, to have that time to yourself. Yeah. If you're still, if you're in a relationship, take that time to yourself and go do things that you love doing that yeah. that bring you joy, that really light the fire in you. Yeah. So your partner can see that as well.
0: Yeah. So uh yeah one of the things um that I I'm, I'm like uh so Jenny will will just go I I I've got all these strange hobbies right so um I, I do, I, I have horticulture is just something I'm just very interested in. I, I dragged her out to the Puget Sound Mycological Society to look at mushrooms for three hours one day. Oh my God, you're such a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, uh, and then we went, you know, we went over to Green Lake and we, we walked around and, and just looked for um, any kind of poisonous, like uh, we heard that they were like, wood mushrooms and and Mario Super Mario Brothers type uh, yeah. uh, red mushrooms. So we went, you know, uh, mushroom hunting. Yeah. We went mushroom hunting and shit. And That's uh, awesome. yeah, it was just, it, it's, and uh, it's, it's so funny. We come home and I have collected all these like samples and stuff that I want to cultivate. And she, Jenny's just like, this, this nerdy shit is just so fucking sexy to me. <laughs> just like, um, but yeah, awesome. uh, but those, your, your prescribed habits, you should be, um, especially with someone that you want to, have a sustainable relationship with you should be open about your um your your tendencies your likes your your extracurriculars and stuff like that and uh it's got to be something uh maybe not necessarily that the other person wants to do or be involved with um but yeah it just it, it it uh helps you like you said brings you back to a place of self and understanding these are the things that i like yeah. um, and you have to be willing to accept that and maybe this is something that you might like if you just spend some time you know and that's yeah. where you connect um,
1: but or, yeah, we agnog- don't connect, and yeah. that's and yeah. that's fine. Like yeah. having your separate things is also important, sure. you know. Um
0: yeah, but you have to know for sure, you have to know that the distance is as important as the togetherness. Um, just be a little bit more self aware of the things that you say, the way that you react. And uh for folks that have kind of like a, a t- kind of like a temper issue or um speak uh immediately after they they're uncomfortable with something that was said to them or done to them. Um, and, and I promise this takes a lot of time and energy. You have to be able to, to internalize it and metabolize it and then reflect. Yeah. Uh, you, you respond, you need a, yeah, you need a filter because your immediate responses aren't necessarily going to get you, um, the best result. And I have, yeah, I deal with, um, uh, like a, a a minor bipolar disorder in in my childhood, I had rapid cycling, uh, BP. Um, and, uh, and then I, over time had to learn how to control that. And for me, um, you know, uh, the whole thing about me having to be right and have, and, and responding immediately is always on the forefront of my mind. I've been way better about it. (laughs) And you've seen a lot of my thresholds uh, times where I've been just like, just up in arms and upset, but, um, but I think my turnaround is is uh, on just being positive about the situation is way better than it
1: mm-hmm. ever was. Oh, absolutely! Um, yeah, I it's, it's, I mean that's definitely something that I find impressive, even at work. You know, mm-hmm. I I see these situations happen, mm-hmm. and I see you just walk away. Yeah, you know, and disappear, just come back smiling, swallow you know? it, um, whatever, yeah, for whatever reason, whatever <laughs> whatever you do when you walk away, <laughs> I, I don't want to know. My mind. But,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I literally, what happens in the centrifuge of my of my of my brain is like. OK, if I react negatively towards this and this can be in any situation in at home, at work, um, in a social in a social setting where you are personally attacked uh, or whatever. Um, I, I've learned to just I take that moment. And if I'm not if, if it's not in immediate danger, I just sit on it and I swallow any negative thing. I say all the bad shit in my head. And I think about all the murdering and, and all the, all the, anything that you would possibly want to communicate or want to do in your mind. I do it all in my brain and and process that. And then I come back with just a a level of reaction that um, is, is uh, acceptable to the other person that doesn't offend them. That doesn't, you know, it's just, you return um, with, with, you know, it's cheesy to say, but just kindness and understanding. And you have to understand the perspective of the other person. Um, yeah. Which can know. be really
1: hard to do in a relationship sure. setting, you know, because you're w- when you are with each other so mm. much, it can be really difficult to like, why doesn't this person understand mm. me better? Mm-hmm. Why, why isn't this person, sure. you know, like we keep trying to put it on the other person yep. and it's that, it's that blame thing. You yeah. know, it's about, it's about fault. It's about sure. who are you putting the fault on? Yeah. You know, we, we each have our fault. And we each have our like decision-making process in how we respond to situations. Sure. So even when we don't like something the other person says mm-hmm. or does, yeah, it's, you know, are we retaliating or are we processing it first? Sure. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that. I have a bad habit of um, just responding and not, like reacting. Right. And, um, that's something that I'm trying to learn to be better about, about choosing my words and my actions, Mm -hmm. um, and stepping back from things before they get heated. Yeah. And so even if she's being an asshole and she started it, sure. Like I shouldn't be the one to continue it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's one of the big things that I'm trying to learn is how to not continue it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, the fault guys is always yours yeah. learn learn that yeah <laughs> the fault is yours and it's not saying that the woman is always right it's mm-hmm. not saying that your partner man woman whatever is mm-hmm. always right it's saying that it's your fault if you react negatively to something sure. that pisses you off yeah let me just take a second to say i am wearing this new sheath gear and I'm freaking loving it. We're working with some friends at Sheath Underwear and for you guys who haven't heard of it, it's like upgrading from a studio apartment to a two bedroom for your junk. <laughs> there's no rubbing, there's no chafing and I refuse to wear anything
0: else. I'm wearing some right now and I've got a sheath hat on. They have more than just underwear and I basically switched out my entire wardrobe of underwear for these sheath ones, they're amazing
1: yeah go to sheathunderwear.com and use the promo code dark blue all caps dark blue and get 25% off your first order that's a big deal guys like seriously it's it's
0: awesome What kind of advice do you have for someone who's having a, a really difficult conversation? Their friend or significant other?
1: Um, you know, honestly, I, I think I just have to say when you get in one of those moments, one of those really difficult arguments where you think it's about to get that way, mm-hmm. instead of reacting immediately to yeah. what you want to say, Yeah. Stop, take a breath, walk away.
0: You're, you're telling me <laughs> I'm coming at you full force no hands, you just turn your body around and you walk out the room.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna throw everybody off at first, you know, um, I it, it happened when I started doing it where it was just like, oh, you're just gonna walk out, you're just gonna walk away. And I'm just like, yes, I'm gonna walk away. I'm gonna, I need a few minutes. And obviously you wanna communicate, you know, you wanna say, hey, I need a few minutes, I'll be back. Yeah. Because the first time I did this, I just walked away for sure and it caused more problems (laughs) But, (laughs) but you know communicate it say hey i need a few minutes i'm gonna leave i'll be back
0: okay
1: right give yourself a minute to breathe think about what you're gonna say and you can come back and have an adult conversation and actually make some progress wow wow indeed (laughs) um but on that note guys uh we're gonna do the same thing we're gonna walk away and i want to thank you for joining us today and we will talk to you very soon cheers